Welcome to the Good Life EDU podcast presented by the Nebraska ESU Coordinating Council. I'm your host, Andrew Easton. Thanks for joining us as we discuss the latest in digital learning across Nebraska and around the country. All right, I'd like to welcome everybody back to another episode of the Good Life EDU podcast and really looking forward to having a conversation this week with two principals here in Nebraska on the topic of really just leadership during this time, thinking about kind of self-care for our administrators. We're going to talk shop a little bit uh, about supporting our educators and some ideas to improve school culture. Uh, And so I'm really grateful to Danny Bierbaum of Bellwood Elementary with David Public Schools and Tammy Carlson of Fullerton Elementary in Fullerton Public Schools for joining us for today's conversation. So welcome, Danny. Welcome, Tammy. And we're going to start with Danny, actually. Uh, Will you kind of give us your background in education? Yeah. Hi, everyone. Uh, Thanks for having me, Andrew. I'm super excited to be a part of this. I have been an elementary principal at Bellwood for seven years. Prior to that, I was an assistant principal at Ott Blair Middle School in Blair, Nebraska, and taught third grade for five years prior to that. Um, So my background is kind of mixed of elementary, a little bit of middle school, and I currently serve in a district that has two elementaries, so I've gotten an opportunity to work with another elementary principal as well. Awesome, yeah, and and Tammy, if you would. Sure, I'm Tammy Carlson, and I am at Fullerton Public Schools, and I mainly serve in the elementary as the K-6 principal. I also serve as the K-12 curriculum and assessment director, and along with special education coordinator K-12. So get to kind of see a variety of kids in my day, which is kind of nice. I've been in administration for 13 years, all of those here at Fullerton. And actually, I've been affiliated with the Fullerton District all my years in education, which is about 26. Um, Served in a class one school, which was a, a fellowship with Fullerton. So feel pretty fortunate to know the staff, the students, and, and the families around the area for, for that length of time. Gosh, and the two of you are just rock stars. I had the good fortune to be able to go out to ESU 7 recently and do a presentation there. Uh, And to watch the two of you present on this very topic, which was kind of the impetus for us having this conversation, I thought, wow, this really needs to be something that is shared with as big an audience as we can promote it through, uh, because it's been quite a year, right? And we can just start off by saying that to begin with. And my heart goes out to administrators who really, I mean, have been at this for 12 months straight. I mean, the summer was, well, not even much of a summer, probably, to say the least, as you were prepping to get ready for everything that could potentially go down over the course of the school year. And so in the midst of that, how are the two of you taking care of yourselves during this time, realizing that there's there's just a lot going on? Well, you know, I have to remind myself to take care of myself because I like to take care of other people first. And that's been something this year has really taught me that I can't take care of other people until I take care of myself. But knowing I have people like Tammy, who I can reach out to, and other people, other administrators in my district and across the state of Nebraska, has really helped me get through the year. You know, there's just some days where you just want to send that text message and be like, ah, it's one of those days I can't, I don't know if I can come back tomorrow. And then you have people rallying behind you like, yes, you can, like, find something positive out of your day. You got this. Just those simple words, like, have really helped me from other people that I have become really good friends with just through opportunities and being involved throughout the state of Nebraska. So I think I'm doing okay. This week has been crazy with just the weather. This winter has been crazy with the weather to add on top of it, but it really helps to have people that I know will be behind me and in my corner to keep me going. But there are days where I just want to say, you're not going to go in today, but I do. 
just because that's life and it's it's fun once you get here it, there's always a bright spot or several in the elementary so oh thanks for sharing too because by being on the podcast you're being that hopefully for somebody else that's maybe listening in right now that uh, can empathize with where you're coming from uh tammy what would you say is your wellness strategies at this moment Oh gosh, I think just awareness that, you know, in education, it's always ever changing. And I think that this year has been probably that magnitude by, by a lot. I mean, no day is the same. And so like Danny said, making sure you're taking care of yourself so that you can take care of those around you, um, whether that be your staff, your students, or your own personal family. I think that's super important and you can only be the best you can be is when you have taken care of yourself first too. And that is hard as educators, you know, we're all about other people. I mean, that's why we all went into this job was to change lives and, and make the world better. And so to keep in perspective that you have to be in the right place before you can do that is critical. Danny kind of touched on it, but keeping your network alive, you can't do it by yourself. So keeping those people around you that you're connected with alive and well is key. So reaching out to those principals or those administrators in your area, Zooms that we've had with our local ESU group has been amazing. You're able to not make decisions based upon just you. You can really get a feel for what others are doing and, and learn from them too. I, we're kind of all in it together. And maybe through this whole pandemic, that is the one thing that has happened is it's brought all of us together more than just building-wise, but area-wise and state-wise to be able to educate our kids. Uh, I think empowering those around you, um, you can't do it all. If you try, it's going to be a very long, hard year. So empowering your staff to be able to be the best that they can be and help each other, I think is key. Some of the things that Danny and I are going to share later, I mean, it probably stems from some of us pushing it, but empowering those to take hold and be able to impact others is, is definitely key in making everything work. So self-care and taking care of yourself kind of happens by those around you also. Yeah, I like that thinking there that part of our own wellness and self-care is investing in the work that we find meaningful. And when we see that in this instance, supporting teachers and putting them in the position to lead when they uh, take that and are able to run with it, uh, that has to feel good. <laughs> it has to feel like, yeah, it is okay to trust other people and recognize that we're better together and, and allow them to shoulder some of this. And uh, I think that that's a little bit of a, it's a tough balance to strike this year. And I, and I feel that, you know, from a professional development standpoint in working with teachers is that uh, we all have a limited capacity for what we're emotionally able to do and just even cognitively be able to advance and move forward right now because everything else is harder, right? Like going to the grocery store is a little more challenging and, and meeting up with friends, like even if it isn't all that dissimilar in terms of maybe some of your rhythms, it just has that extra level of caution and concern that I think cumulatively kind of weighs differently. So with that being said, how do you how do you lead at this time, right? How do we like continue to think about this as being an opportunity for some degree of incremental growth while still being sensitive to where people are at? I think you have to be a good listener and keep a good eye on what's going on around you and with the people that you're working with and working for, you know, listening to what they're going through, listening to maybe struggles that they're having 
in the new situation we're all throwing them into, whether it be the digital learning or working on trying to be both, trying to be that in-person teacher along with being that distance learning teacher at the same time and juggling everything that's being asked of them. I think if we listen to our staff and listen to those around us, it helps. Um, I know we talked about being visible. I think the more we're visible, they see us as more walking beside them um, instead of just simply leading. I think if you, if you walk beside staff and walk beside the people that are out doing what they're doing every day, it brings more of that unity piece together. So I think leading looks different. You have to be in the trenches with them and not be afraid to do things that you normally wouldn't do. I know Danny and I both talked about, we've been janitors lately. We've been working in the kitchen lately. We've been paras lately. We've been teachers lately, just because you have to be able to do those things that are difficult or those things that maybe push you out of your comfort zone, just based upon everything that we're faced with right now. Um, nobody can do it on their own. It has to be a joint effort. So it's become more of a collaborative leadership than anything. I would agree with the listening and being visible. Like those are two things we highlighted that make an impact at school. Um, the other thing that I think that is important to consider is with Tammy's comment about leading looks different. We have in the past been very cognizant of instructional leadership and strategic and systematic processes that Sometimes I feel like we didn't have as much of a focus on just the self-care piece or there wasn't as much going on where you had to feel like you were making sure your staff was okay or your students were okay or your families were okay. You did that unintentionally, but I feel like now it has to be more of an intentional approach and that's where the listening piece comes in really important. Like if they're coming in to tell you something like computers down, cell phones away, like you have to give them your all because you don't know what hidden message they may be trying to give you and they're not willing to give it to you. Um, and being visible, like just being a site in the building allows for them to feel that comfort of like, okay, instructionally they're doing well, but then also like I noticed this person maybe wasn't doing well today, so I need to follow up with them. So I think intentionally providing that social emotional support to staff has become part of the leadership role that maybe we've done in the past, but just not as intentional. And so you know, I think that balance is extremely important this year, and I think it's something that we're going to see carry over into the years to come because it's, we just have so many things going on that professionally, yeah, they have a job to do, but our professional lives and personal lives sometimes mesh and they can affect one another. And so finding that balance and, and knowing the people in your building that can give you that feedback is extremely important. Who is the pulse of your building? What can they tell you? What do you see from them? that you need to be aware of as a leader. So I think that those are extremely important, not only this year, but looking, you know, into the future and probably something I reflect on is maybe I wasn't as good at that in the past, but now I know how important it is and I don't want it to be something that I don't focus on. So much good there to sort of just reiterate and to process, Danny. I appreciate sharing that because leadership at this time just encompasses, and always is probably worth saying, but, but the level of intentionality as you're talking about with regards to being accessible by being in those hallways, to lead by example through the actions that you're doing while you're there. And you know, there is, there's presence. And then there's also like someone seeing you, you know, take on that role of being a janitor, for example, for a time, uh, listening, as you mentioned, and then 
I think that it's important to model vulnerability a little bit uh, and finding times to just really be honest about where you are. Uh, and that doesn't mean you have to be an overshare in, in every staff meeting, but I think in times, uh, I, I used to think about this in the classroom a lot, I'd say it's important to show students that you're wired right. And what I always meant by that was, is that there's gonna be times in the year where I'm sad and there's gonna be times in the year where I'm frustrated and there's gonna be times in the year when I expect more and think that we can do better. And, and at times where I'm really proud of the people that I get a chance to collaborate and work with on a daily basis. And sometimes it's difficult, I think, to be vulnerable. But as you mentioned, some people aren't necessarily going to offer up the information about themselves that they might be willing to do that if they can maybe feel connected to you by your willingness to step into that space. Do you feel that at all? Like, is that? Yeah, I think that leadership lens has just changed, you know, over the last couple of years. And I don't know, empowering those others to like you said, allow yourself to be a little more vulnerable um, and be okay with accepting help. I think that sometimes on the administrative side, we think we have to do it or do it all. And there's times that, you know, if you really watch and listen to staff, they're more than willing to step in and take on some of those things. And, and sometimes leadership from staff can be super powerful with other staff. So you know, I've had staff come say, no, let me do that. I really, I really think I can help with that. Being okay with that and, and feeling that, yeah, your job too, as an administrator is to empower those around you. And so letting that leadership lens change to more of a collaborative effort. But yeah, I agree. I think that's probably one of the hardest things as a, for me as an administrator is being vulnerable because I'm supposed to be the one that's like leading the charge, always on my A game. And there are days that that just doesn't happen. And I think this year has taught me that it's okay to ask for help and it's okay to share my emotions when things are getting, you know, too much. Um, because I, I think that creates that sense of family that we talked about it during when we presented, just how have you established that sense of family within your building? And if, if I'm a part of a family, I have to be willing to give a little and be vulnerable. And that, that has been extremely hard for me, but I feel I've tried really hard to do that because Andrew, just like you said, it's so important for us to lead that charge and be, be vulnerable if that's what we're expecting them to do, you know, and asking for help. And eventually what you don't have to ask because they just know like, okay, she's got 15 things going on today, but I can do two of them or I can cover lunch duty. So you can meet with this family or, you know, it just becomes that, that piece of trust and family that is established through just being a vulnerable leader and just being open and transparent. That's for me more than I've been able to do in the past. So. Gosh. And I like the focus there on the idea of just your school culture. Right. And I know during the presentation, the two of you shared a myriad of examples and it was something I was really interested in, hopefully giving us a chance uh, to talk about on the pod too, is uh, what are some of those things that you've been able to do prior to this past year, but also during this time to just, enhance your efforts towards maintaining culture when people aren't able to necessarily sit in the teacher's lounge and all eat at the same table <laughs> or, you know, they're chatting all the time. But I was talking with my daughter recently that, yes, even though we are in person, uh, the masks are hindering our ability to really connect with other people in the way that we normally would just from a smile, right? Or, or just the, the look when someone sort of gets excited about something, whether it's a student or a teacher. And so, yeah, culture pieces. How, how does that look right now in, in your buildings? I think, you know, Danny and I both talked about 
just being able to be aware of maybe different times throughout the year or different times throughout the month that might be more difficult and that culture and that climate might be kind of wavering a little bit and trying to come up with ways of, I don't know, how to motivate and kind of keep people in a positive direction, I guess, um, when things can get pretty heavy at times. We talked about coming back from breaks or leading up to breaks or high stress times right before parent teachers conferences or different things like that, changes in schedules or when you have to DHM changes. And so now we have to do all of these things and it puts that extra layer of, of stress on top of people. You know, Danny and I have found that sometimes just throwing in something kind of unusual or wacky sometimes uh, can kind of just get people to smile. Uh, we're doing a name the baby contest out in the hallway and it, it's been fun to watch teachers bring their class down and see if they can name the staff member baby and you know, just weird things that, I don't know, I mean, room services or, come on, Danny, jump no, in. I, we're actually doing a baby contest right now, too, and it's so fun that people had to, like, ask for baby pictures, and, uh -huh. like, that is just so fun. It's a part of their life that, like, we don't talk about, but it's another way to make that connection that they don't get to, like, because they don't get to necessarily all eat together, but, yeah, I loved, I think I stole it from Tammy, actually, like, Bring your baby picture in they get a week to guess we were just looking at them today it was so funny to see how totally off some of them are it's great. oh yeah yeah um, you know we talked about like notes on their car like something to leave their day like when they walk out of their building and they're just drained having a cool note on their car um making that's a timing thing though like if it's rainy day it really doesn't work i have experience with that there's lots of things out there if anybody is a Facebook user, like we get a lot of ideas from the principal Facebook group. And I did bubble wrap, like that was something simple. Like it was a self-care bubble wrap and on, on it had two different options, like Zen mode, like pop them one at a time. Or if it's an emergency, like you take it, you twist and you pop, like my staff love that. And it was just, I delivered it to them so the kids could see and the kids are like, where's my bubble wrap? And, you know, so that's really fun. We used to do food days before once a month on Fridays, we would have a theme like taco bar and everybody would sign up for stuff. We miss that. We can't do that. Um, so that is something that I look forward to bringing back because everybody's mood just changes when they don't have to think about lunch. Uh, I also use a lot of the stuff from Tina Bugrin. She works for, or Bogren. She works for Marzano and she does, um, she has self-care books that have some ideas in there just about teachers providing notes to teachers. Jeans day are always great. Luxury lounge pants day is a new one for Love me this that. year. I think I stole it from <laughs> Tammy again, like to wear sweatpants to work. I have never gotten to, but I think it just makes people's day. And, and it's free. It is it's like free. the free like thing. That doesn't yeah. cost. So that's, and that's funny because we do jean day, but usually there's a cost to that. But that leisure day, just letting staff lounge for a day and caution nothing changes your entire attitude of your building. And the funniest part are the kids are just blown away. Like, why is my teacher wearing sweatpants today? Well, I don't know. Your teacher deserves a day to wear sweatpants. Like it's, it's fun to kind of just change up your atmosphere with something so little. One of the fun things I did was I had a bag with just some candy in it and it had an apple and some note cards. And so I started off by giving it to a teacher and just writing a thank you to that teacher of something. And it can be any staff member, it doesn't have to be a teacher, 
something I appreciated about them or that I saw them doing. And then they had to pass it to the next person, the next person. And it was funny when teachers would get that bag and how it kind of made their day, you know, and then it made them think about somebody else that had impacted them positively. Uh, I think that that again, try to empower those around you is key. Uh, but it doesn't have to be something super expensive. I mean, Danny's example of the bubble wrap, I mean, super powerful and not costing you a million dollars. So we all know what that's like. And a lot of it comes out of our own pockets, which, you know, you have to be cognizant of too, but uh, little things. And, and yeah, I will agree. The food days are always big hits. Uh, we did a waffly glad you're here with a waffle bar a while back, you know, when we could do fun things, but uh, I don't know, you know, it's just, I interrupt the classes. We, I knock on the door and I do room service for my teachers and they get a treat and yeah, kids wonder why. And it's like, thank your teacher. She's doing an amazing job um, today or thank your para. They're doing so much, you know, hard work for you to be able to learn. So Danny I and I have fun with those. We have, I think you bring a good point right there. Like the para piece, like don't forget about those, those people too. Like the classified staff, infuse them if you can, because they are doing an amazing job too, as much as our teachers are like, they help. And I think that that's something to keep in mind as well. Like they are just as big of a part. Um, I was, I'm stepping out and doing something I've never done before. Currently writing a note to all of my staff's either spouse or parents, if I can get a hold of their address of where they grew up because, and just writing an appreciation note, like you should be super proud of your daughter or son. They are teaching like a rock star this year and just giving some specific examples because I know how much, like if my parents got that note, they would be so proud of me. Or if my husband got it, he would be like, that's awesome. Like I just, I, I'm trying to do something different and literally cost me the note cards. Like that's it. And so I wanted to do something like that. It was around Valentine's Day. And we've also done a staff egg hunt, which is really fun every year. And we solicit our PTO to provide us some fun. So we actually put like money in them or jeans day or even just candy. And the first year we did it, we have some competitive staff members who were like, okay, we have to set parameters. Like there's no tackling for the egg. Like you can only get this many eggs. But we did that on PD days. Like we have a couple coming up in March and we try to do something that lets them just let their guard down for a while and have fun together. Um, so I'm guessing we'll do that again, but there's so many different ideas and Tammy's probably my go-to, like, what are you doing this month? I do that with you too. But I will tell you the handwritten note thing um, is super powerful. I know when we were in remote learning last spring, I wrote letters to all of my kids and sent it out. It took forever, but uh, handwritten letters are huge. So Danny, doing that for your actually my son's a first year teacher and we got a handwritten thank you from his building principal and he's you know 24 years old and it's hanging on our refrigerator at home so i mean it it does mean something and for those spouses and parents to hear that in the midst of everything going on you know their their son their daughter their spouse is appreciated um, for what they're going and doing every day is just huge i mean i think it's better than an email it's better than a text it's something that's written tangible and right there in front of them. So like Danny said, we've done the, the, the whole window thing on the cars. I mean, how priceless. That's something they see right before they go home. So I think anything you can do doesn't have to cost you, but is meaningful and kind of from your heart is, is more valuable than anything. 
Yeah, and I love the thought too of just all the different stakeholders that you're bringing into that support with, um, I'm on the PTO of my own kiddos school, their elementary school. And yeah, we did a Venmo uh, and got enough funds together to do uh, like a coffee and donuts day uh, so that they could go around and they had some, I think they had some special education students work on some social skills and things by going and serving and um, greeting. I get a little choked up talking about even like greeting the teachers, you know, and, and doing those, those kind of pieces. And uh, I also, as a classroom teacher, uh, when I taught creative writing, we have students write, we used to write just little Monday motivation emails. Uh, and so they would pick a topic and pick a week. And so if we had 20 students in the class, we'd cover a pretty good amount of time. We did one a week where it was, it was students trying to just share what personal message they had that they thought would be inspirational to the staff and to just share that out, right? And to actually, uh, I love the thank you notes, you know, from students where you kind of say, hey, thank you, one of your favorite teachers and that, but that Monday motivation kind of took it to a whole nother level and honestly incited our Monday motivation that we do as a live stream in my current role. Uh, and so I do think those positive vibes are just uh, so needed there's something we always try to do, right? And it just maybe looks a little bit different right now. Uh, and so thanks for sharing all these examples. And I, I say every week, half hour goes so fast. <laughs> we uh, are kind of here right up against the end of our, our time. And so with that being said, to give each of you a little bit of space to, to maybe share maybe a final idea, a parting message, uh, just something to kind of leave our listeners with. And so I don't know who wants to start, but happy to give you that space. I don't know. I guess my party message that I've always just tried to live by is love what you do and do what you love. And so if you love what you do, do everything you can to make it good and make it good for yourself, but those around you. So um, I'm fortunate. I do. I love what I do and I do what I love. And so it makes even the pandemic, it's doable because you know what you want to do in the end. And that's, you want to impact people. Uh, my parting message would just be that don't be afraid to take on opportunities as they come within your building. And as long as you're taking care of yourself, those things will fall into place. Um, don't be afraid to reach out to people that you think uh, could be part of your network because chances are they need to hear from you just as much as you need to hear from them. I, I agree with Tammy, like I love my job. I love it here, but I love it here because of the things that we've been able to establish that creates a family atmosphere. And I couldn't imagine, you know, not wanting to come to work every day. So don't get yourself in a place where you don't want to be at work because it's so important to love exactly, just like Tammy said, love what you do. Uh, I want to teach and build your buildings after our <laughs> conversation and the presentation the other day, uh, because Gosh, yeah, school culture matters so much. Uh, and it's so just inspiring to me to hear from leaders who are out there being so intentional with those efforts and doing the great job that the two of you are doing. And so uh, for me, <laughs> I just want to say thank you both for all that you do uh, for education, for your students, for your teachers and, and those families in your community. Uh, just really grateful and keep up the good work. And hopefully we'll get a chance to have you again on, on the pod soon. Thanks, Thanks Andrew. Thank you.